Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Help me welcome Bishop Emmanuel Louis Interfo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Awesome God, how great there are. You are God, mighty I are me, we stand our hearts, our souls, our spirits 
with your word. Let us live here strengthened, blessed, encouraged, healed, directed, instructed to serve you better. We love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Let all the saints say Amen. Now, last week, we started on the journey of honoring the prophet of God, the pastor that God has given to us in this great house. And uh, I want to press on in that same direction this morning. And this morning, we are looking at Anna and the anointing. Anna and the anointing. Now, brothers and sisters, God always chooses and anoints a man to shepherd his people. When you look throughout the whole of scripture, you will see that God would always choose a man over a people and anoint him to look after his people. Joshua, before the death of Moses, was anointed because he was going to lead the people of Israel after the death of Moses. Please, let's look at Numbers chapter 27, reading from verse 18. Numbers 27, reading from verse 18. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, and man in whom is the spirit, and lay thy hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thy honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, and even all the congregation. So you see right here that God said to Moses, anoint Joshua so that he would, he would lead my people. Hallelujah. David was anointed to lead the people of Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, we see God sending the prophet Samuel to the house of Jesse to anoint for him a king out of one of the children of Jesse. And uh, when you look at First Samuel 16 from verse 12, alright, from verse 12, and he sent and brought him in, talking about David, now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, anoint him, for this is he. Verse 13, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So you see that 
Now, this is, this is 20 years before David actually uh, became the king of Israel. But God anointed him. God would always choose a man and anoint him to shepherd, to pastor, to rule, to look after his people, to lead his people. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Messiah, doing his earthly ministry among his people, was anointed. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, when Jesus went to church, in Luke 4, 18, he read a place in the scriptures where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your years. Now this is, this, this, this scripture, you know, was a messianic prophecy about Jesus. And right here, he was telling the people, this scripture is about me. In other words, I am anointed in your midst to preach, to teach, to heal, and to do the things of God. So it is very important for us as the people of God to recognize that the prophet of God that he places over our lives is not an ordinary person. God looks amongst thousands of men and women and chooses certain men, certain people, anoints them and places such people over them. Now, the reason why that is so is so that they can benefit from the anointing on the life of the prophets in the midst of the people. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Now, notice that God caused the anointing of his servant, Anna. Let's look at Numbers 27, 20 again. God caused his anointing on his prophet, Anna. And thou shalt put some of thy Anna upon him. So God caused the anointing on the man of God, Anna. In other words, by putting his anointing on his servant, God says, I've honored him. Now, if God has honored him, then it is important for us to honor such a man. What God has called Anna, you cannot call dishonor. You cannot call embarrassment. You cannot call shame. The only thing you can call it as a man is Anna. Hallelujah. And this is the reason why we must learn to honor the prophet of God. 
that he has placed in our midst. In this great house that God has given to us, and in the nations of the world, where God has used Papa to affect, it is important for us to recognize the anointing that is upon his life and honor that anointing. Hallelujah. Now last week, you know, we tried to answer the question, what does it mean to honor? And I gave you a few things. Number one, it means to hail, to exalt, to praise. And we said, therefore, to dishonor means to disgrace, embarrass, accuse, disrespect, condemn, blame, and reproach. We see someone like um, Ham, Canaan, the son of Ham, dishonoring his father, Noah. He did not honor his father. Hallelujah. Then we also realize that to honor means to recognize and memorialize a person and his works and accomplishments. These are dictionary definitions of what it means to honor. If you want to honor somebody, it means you must recognize the person and recognize the person's works and achievements and memorialize them. Hallelujah. Alright, this year marks the 40th anniversary of the ministry of our prophet, Papa. And I believe that, I believe that there can be no better time. There can be no better year. There can be no better opportunity for us to recognize his works as, as congregation members, as pastors, as bishops, not only in Accra, but action worldwide. Hallelujah. And indeed, the charismatic church in Ghana. Hallelujah. We must notice in Esther chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, the king looked into the records, all right, and uh, he asked a question. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3. And the king said, What honor and dignity had been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. There is nothing done for him. Continue, please. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that, that he had prepared for him. And the king's servant said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor? So you see, based on the achievements, the accomplishments of Mordecai, which had been forgotten, the king realized that the time had come for him to be honored. And he asked a question, so what was done to honor him? And that same question is being posed today. Action. What have we done to honor the great prophet that God has given to us for the past 40 years? Have we recognized his works? Have we even recognized him and his accomplishments? The churches, the buildings, the pastors, the 
through his ministry, even we as people of action and joy, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, when you say, I know Papa, I go to Papa's church, Papa is my pastor, you are looked upon with honor. Let's acknowledge the presence of Papa. Hallelujah. Please be seated. There is, there is literally nowhere around the world that by the grace of God, the Lord has sent me on ministry assignment where when I have mentioned Papa's name, people have now said, wow. And they begin to tell me all kinds of things. He came to our church. He visited us. You know, we relate with him. And, and all kinds of things. So it is important that even as outsiders have recognized him, we who are in the house, and I keep on saying, not only here, all right, Papa must not be honored by those of us only in Accra, but action worldwide. And indeed, the charismatic church in Ghana, the charismatic church in Ghana, all right, if we are going to be honest and truthful, we own our existence to the admission. Can I have an amen? So to honor means to recognize. This year, we must sit down carefully and ask ourselves the question, what has Papa done? Let's recognize them. The bishops, let's recognize these, you know, achievements and honor him in a proper manner. Hallelujah. Amen. To honor also, alright, to honor also means to give someone notice, attention, because he is worthy of it. To give someone notice and attention because he is worthy of it. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 32. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 32. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary hair and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. I am the Lord. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head. When you see a man with a hairy head, an old man, that talks about a leader, a ruler, somebody that God has placed over your life, alright, the word of God says, eh, thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor, and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. So honoring is actually a reflection of our fear for the Lord. I want to say it again. Anna is a reflection of our fear for the Lord. Now, you see, when Papa came in, I stopped talking. We all rose up and welcomed him with a warm applause. That is noticing somebody who deserves to be honored. If the president walks in right now, we'll do the same for him. So, to dishonor, listen to this, to dishonor uh, is therefore to disregard, to disregard, not to take notice, not to pay attention to someone who deserves to be honored. And you know, many times people get familiar with great people. To be familiar means to know somebody so well 
now you lose your sense of respect, admiration, and awe. After a great person has been around for a long time, people become familiar with him. They now don't pay attention anymore. He's taken for granted. Jesus arrives in his hometown and he was taken for granted. They said, oh, leave him. He's not any, anybody special. He's not anybody special. He's just a carpenter. We know his mother. We know his father. His brothers and sisters are here. He was a carpenter. He's nobody special. And they dishonored him. Now, we must not make that mistake. The ability, please listen to this, the ability to be close to the anointing and, and, and your ability to continuously recognize that anointing and honor it is one of the greatest signs of honor that you can give someone. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we here or we've gone home? Are we here or we've gone home? Hallelujah. We must notice our prophet and our pastor. And it must come from the heart, not just from the lips. <laughs> it's amazing when people say, oh, we love you. Oh, Papa, we love you. We, we, we really like you, Pa. You know? And, and that must come from our heart. It's the one time the people were saying some things about Jesus. And Jesus said, look, what you, are, what you are saying is really not so. Look at Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8. Jesus said, These people direct nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So there are people who honor you with their lips. Publicly, they say nice things. Papa is a great person. Papa is a good pastor. Pastor, Papa has been a a blessing to me all these years. Alright? But sometimes it doesn't come from the heart. Amen? If we are honoring, we must not honor just with our lips. We must honor with our hearts. Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. And he said, guys, you are just honoring me with your lips, but it is not coming Anna must come from the heart. Hallelujah. Alright? And finally, to Anna, someone means to look up to someone. To look up to someone. Therefore, to dishonor is to disregard, to ignore, to neglect someone's ideas, wisdom, thoughts, Revelation and plans. To dishonor, therefore, is to disrespect, to ignore, to neglect someone's ideas, wisdom, thought, revelation, and plans. If you ignore your father, you dishonor him. If you ignore your father's wisdom, your father's instructions, your father's ideas, you dishonor. And, and you see, what we must realize, let's take this great church that is here and worldwide. God has used 
workshop over the years to build this great ministry. God has given him wisdom. God has given him revelation. God has given him ideas. God has given him spiritual insights which he has followed to build this ministry. Now, you find people who sit in the church, even pastors and leaders, who get to the point when they think that they know better, they can lead better, they have better ideas. Now, there is nothing wrong with having better ideas. <laughs> Bring them and let's discuss them. And if indeed they are better than what we have, why not? We'll use them. But it is important for us to recognize that the ideas, the wisdom, the revelation, the insight that the person has is what over the years have resulted in what we have today. So when you ignore, when Papa says something, perhaps as we are going forward, let's do this, let's do that, let's set up this thing, let's build this year, let's take this decision, and when you find people who ignore and who sometimes even rubbish such ideas. It is one of the greatest signs of this earth. Hallelujah. 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 So action. What is it that Papa is saying to us? What direction is he leading us? You know, when God is using a man of God, he, he sort of, he sort of, moves the man of God in waves. There is one wave and then there's another wave. And it is important for us to respect the different waves and just follow and build and develop and move forward with the insights, the ideas, the revelations, the wisdom, the strategies, the plans that our prophet is bringing to us. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 43, God said, Behold, I do a new thing. Sometimes people are used to their old things and they get stuck there. But if you are going to follow God, you have to be flexible in the hands of God. An old hard tree cannot be used by God. So, when you are following the prophet and the leader, you get to a point that sometimes it's like, the way we used to do things, we are going to shift course. We are going to move in another direction. And it's important for us to be like the people of Israel who said, in, who said to Joshua, you know, in Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1, I believe, verse 16 down, they said, whatever you have told us, we will do. Yeah. Moses didn't lead us into wars into great battles, into taking of lands, into distribution of lands, if that is what God wants you to do, as you are leading us, we will do it. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is honoring your prophet. That is honoring your prophet. That is honoring. Now, I started by saying that when God is leading his people, he would normally anoint a man to shepherd them. And that is because the anointing
shepherd is supposed to benefit the people that he's leading. Hallelujah. And then also, I mentioned the fact that it is important for us to notice that God calls the anointing on his servant, Anna. And therefore, we must learn to honor the anointing on the prophet. Now, but Jesus, but Jesus said that there are places where the prophet is not honored. Jesus said there are places where the prophet is not honored. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 4, Jesus, the Bible says, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own king and in his own house. So notice that from what Jesus is saying, a prophet normally has honor. A prophet normally has honor. But there are some places where he's not honored. A prophet normally has honor. Because Jesus said, a prophet, but Jesus said unto us, a prophet is not without honor, but, alright, which means that a prophet normally has honor. But there are places, according to Jesus, where the honor of the prophet finishes. It's not recognized. It's not given honor. It's not accorded honor. Alright? And he said, which place are that? His own country, his own king, and his own house. Strangely, strangely, the honor of the prophet finishes among his own people. Many pastors are not honored in their churches. They are taken for granted. They are taken for granted. There is no honor. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that that the people that you care for, the people that you preach to, the people that you visit, the people that you pray for, the people that you worry about, they tend to be the people who, according to Jesus, now this, 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 this Jesus' words, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor. Where, where, where is a prophet normally not honored? In his own country. Based on the achievements of the archbishop, Especially among the charismatics. I don't think that she has been honored. She has even been recognized. There are people who don't want to hear that God used him to bring the charismatic church to Ghana. And yet, many of the founding fathers of denominations, many influential pastors, are his products or products of his product. Action! We must not fulfill this scripture. When Jesus says the prophet is not is not honored in his own country, among his own people, this scripture must not be allowed to surface in this great house. We must be people who will say no. We will not allow this to happen here. We are going to honor the prophet of God that he has placed over our lives. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Whether or not the anointing on the prophet will work, will be a blessing, and be manifest in a mighty way, depends on the type of church and the type of church members. Whether the anointing on the prophet 
people were in that church. In Mark chapter 6 type of church, the anointing does not work. In Mark chapter 6 type of church, where the prophet is not honored, where the people are familiar with the prophet, where the people are rather angry with the prophet. You see, in, in Mark 6, the Bible says that, and they were offended in him. And they were offended in him. They were offended in Jesus. Nazareth, a small, a little town in the northern part of Israel. You have such a great person who is being celebrated everywhere. He comes to you, alright, and they are rather offended. So who is he? Who does he think he is? Is that, is, is, is not this the carpenter. He was reduced to nothing. He was reduced. He, he, his mantle was removed. He was made naked. Where the prophet is not honored, his mantle is removed. And he stands among the people as naked and the people are not truly blessed. Mark chapter 6. Time of church. Action. Are we going to be Mark chapter 6 type of church? Can I have a big no? I cannot hear you. Can I have a big no? Hallelujah. So you see that they were familiar with the anointed one and Jesus could do no mighty works there. <laughs> Verse 5. And he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. So where the anointed one the prophet of God is not honored, it's not celebrated, it's not accepted, it's not recognized, it's not noticed, it's not given a certain standard of respect and recognition and blessing among his people. The power of God over his life does not work. But there were two ladies who really loved Jesus, Mary and Martha. In the Mary type of church, where the prophet is greatly honored, the anointing works in a mighty way. You see, Mary and Martha loved and honored Jesus. They used to fellowship with him. They used to feed him. And they honored him. They showed great affection. And spent money on him. Look at Luke chapter 10. From verse 38. 38 to 42. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was come about March 7 and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Be there therefore come. Be there therefore that she helped me. So you see, these sisters were fellowshipping with Jesus. Eh? Accommodating him, looking after him. Hmm? John chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. John chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Hey, as our sisters who are sitting in church, the prize for their heads, they can spend one week at the saloon. <laughs> yeah. They have all kinds of hair. Brazilian hair, Korean hair, Chinese hair. 
their hands are very precious. To tell a woman her hair that she has used one week to make, spent a lot of money on, to bend down and use her hair, to clean your feet, as any lady sitting down here. Whether that is easy to do. But that is what Mary did for Jesus. She showed Jesus great honor. Great honor. She poured an expensive perfume on Jesus. And the people said, this is a waste. And Jesus said, no, she has done a beautiful thing to me. Hallelujah. Now, the money that you spent, how much money you spent on somebody is also a reflection of your honor. It's also a reflection of your honor. Can I have an amen? I said, can I have an amen? Yeah. That is why when we come to church, we must be careful when we are giving offerings and even the notes that we give and how much we give. Sometimes you see people who are blessed, they'll just dip their hand into their wallet and take a few coins here. God, this is for you. And God has blessed you so much. But God deserves great honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh? Now, Mary and Martha love Jesus. And brothers and sisters, love and honor provoke the manifestation of the works of God. Where there is love and where there is great honor, the power of God, the manifestation of God is provoked. Look at John chapter 14 and verse 21. John chapter 14 and verse 21. This is Jesus speaking. He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Jesus said, anybody who loves me, I will love the person, and I will manifest myself. What does it mean to manifest? I will show myself. I will show my power. I will show my works. The anointing is provoked where there is true love. Where there is despisement, where there is memory, where there are accusations, where people just talk about the prophet and do not honor him. The anointing does not work. But where the man of God is greatly loved, the, the power of God, the grace of God, the gift of God on his life is provoked among the people to do great things. To bless the people. Watch this. When Jesus went to Mark chapter 6 type of church, where he was not honored, where he was despised, where they were angry with him, he couldn't do mighty works. But in John chapter 11, we all know the story of Lazarus. We all know the story of Lazarus, who died for this. And Mary and Martha, who loved Jesus, came to Jesus. Martha said to him, if you were here, our brother would not have died. But even now, even now, even now, we know, we know that you can do something about this situation. Brothers and sisters, to whom was the greatest miracle? The miracle of exhumation. The miracle of resurrection of a man who had died for four days. To whom was this miracle done? It was done to two ladies who greatly honored and loved Jesus Christ. Where the 
anointing is honored. Where the anointing is honored, it works. It works. It works. It works. Hallelujah. And I tell you, we have done 40 years. But by the grace of God, in the next 50 years, in the next 60 years, in the next 70 years, in the next 80 years, in the next 100 years, as God continues to use Papa in our midst, let this great anointing become a blessing upon the people of God. Can I have an amen? Can you imagine a man that was dead of all this? Now, that miracle that Jesus did, there were three miracles involved. Number one, wherever the spirit of Lazarus went, heaven or hell, that spirit had to be called back to enter his body. Amen. Number two, number two, whatever disease killed him, all right, had to be healed. Otherwise, immediately he rose up, he would die again. And number three, his body that was decomposed, rotten, had to be recomposed. Where the anointing is honored, where the anointing is honored, whatever has gone out of our lives can be restored. Whatever is decomposed can be put together. Whatever is dead can be resurrected. Where the anointing is honored. May something about you come back. May something about you come back. May something about you be recomposed. May something about you which is dead be resurrected as you learn to honor the anointing in the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your voice and give the Lord a shout? Where the anointing is honored. It works. Let me end with this. Do you remember the story of Esau and Jacob? The story of Esau and Jacob. Hallelujah. Watch me. In Romans chapter 9, the Bible says that for the children not yet being born and having not done any good or evil, that that the will of God concerning election might come to pass. It was said to her, Rebecca, that the elder shall serve the younger. For Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. For he said to Moses, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion, and I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. So then, it is not of him that will it, Neither of him that run it. But it is God that showeth mercy. So then, is there any unrighteousness in God? God forbid. For had the potter not power over the same lump of clay to make one vessel of honor and another of this honor. Long before Jacob and Esau came, God said, the blessing will be for Jacob. And, and that is something, listen to this, and that is something that has not been heard of because in Jewish society, the elder son had the blessing, had the birthright and the blessing. Now listen to this. I'm closing. We all know, we all know that Jacob eventually had the blessing. But what was the key to it? What was the key to it? 
Was it only the promise that God made? Did he inherit the blessing just based on the promise that God had made? Now, when the time came, Isaac calls Esau, his firstborn, and said, Son, it is time for me to go. I don't know when I'm going to die, but before I go, I need to bless you. But there's a key to the blessing. Go out there. Go out there. Catch some animal. Prepare for me a nice food, the venison. The one that you know that I like very, very much. And let me eat it. And he said, when I do that, my soul will bless you. You see, there is a blessing in the soul for the prophet of God for your life. And there are some things that provoke. Now listen carefully. As he was speaking, Rebecca heard it. And remember that in Romans chapter 9, the Bible said, it was said to her. It was said to her. The elder shall serve the younger. So he, she knew. She knew about the promise. And now, she has gotten hold of the key to the promise. Because Isaac said, go and come and bless me. First, give me the best that you know I like. And my soul will bless you. So Rebecca calls Jacob, my son, you are about to lose something powerful. There's a blessing upon your father. There's a blessing in the bosom of your father. There's a blessing in the soul of your father. My God, for the last 40 years, how much blessing has God not used the Archbishop to declare upon our lives? We have had businesses. We have had children. We have had ministries. We have had travel. We have had money. We have built houses because of the blessings that have come out of this soul. And listen to me. There is more. There is more for us. I said there is more in his soul. There are more blessings that God has placed in the soul of Papa for us. Go and catch the animal. Jacob, no arguments. Don't talk. Don't talk. I'll prepare what your father wants. Let me cut the story short. He brings it to the father. If you read the account, you realize that Isaac really made all attempts to make sure that Esau will receive the blessing. He asked him, are you, are you sure? He said, the voice is the voice of Jacob. But the hair, the hair is that of Esau. Finally, he said, come. He gave me a last sentence. He said, come, let me kiss you. And he used that to smell his body. But Rebecca knew the smell on Esau. She had taken Esau's clothing to put on him. So Jacob smelled like Esau. And Isaac rose up and ate and began to make declarations. Let us read the blessings. Genesis chapter 27, from verse 28. Quickly, I'm ending. Ha! Ah, no, go up, go up. Verse 18. 18. And he came unto his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I. Go ahead. Quickly, quickly. Roll through. Okay, and Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau that firstborn. And Isaac said unto him, How is it that you have found it so quickly? Yes. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come now, I pray thee that I may feel thee, my son. Continue. And Jacob went near, yeah. And he discerned him not, because his sons were hairy, as his, as his brother Esau. Now watch. And he said, Are thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. Watch this. He was just about to bless him. But he said, Are you the one? Are you the one who has brought the venison? Are you sure you are the Esau? 
Are you sure you are the Ishmael? And he said, I am. I am. He wanted the blessing. And he had the key. He had the key. Verse 25. And he said, bring it nigh to me. And I'll eat of my, my son's venison. That my soul might, might bless him. And he brought it near to him. And he did eat. And he brought him wine. And he drank. Now look at the blessings. Hear the blessings. Verse 26. And his father Isaac said unto him, come near now. And kiss me my son. And he came there and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him. And said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field. Which the Lord had blessed. May the smell on you. May the smell on you be like the smell of a, of a field. In other words, may your influence spread everywhere. Can I have an amen? Continue. Therefore, God, God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse be everyone that cursed thee and blessed be he that blesseth thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac has made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's venison that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. Now, this is the verse that I want us to note as we close today. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly. And said, who? Where is he that has taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest. And have blessed him. And hear this. Yea! And he shall be blessed. Yea! And he shall be blessed. Once I have declared the blessings, he will indeed be blessed. No power can overturn it. There is nothing that can change it. Whatever over the last 40 years Papa has stood here to say over our lives, to say over our children, to say over our families, to say over our ministries, to declare, to declare over our lives the blessings. It has really brought us blessings indeed. Now, the key that provoked the anointing on Isaac's life was the honor that Jacob brought. Can I have an amen? This morning, I want us to do something powerful. Last week when I came here, I just felt that at this opportunity, opportune time of celebrating Papa's 60th birthday, in a couple of weeks, a week or so from now, days actually, it is important for us to lift up the honor of the venison. The honor of the venison. Lift up your right hand. Say, it is time to bring the venison. Hallelujah. How many of you believe in the power of the venison? Can I see your hand? Amen. Now, I have, I feel led, and he has no idea of this, but I feel led that next week, when we are coming to church, each one of us, according to how we are led, According to our strength, should bring a powerful venison. 
Now, wait. It is not my duty to tell you how much venison you should bring. But I want you to remember the prayers for you, for your children, for your family, the blessings, the businesses, the promotions, the travels, the recognition, the honor that has come over you through the ministry of Papa. So think about it. You think about it. Pray about it and ask the Lord, what must I put in this envelope? What you put in this envelope will speak something. Yes. You hear people say that, oh, it's not about uh, how much I can give, but it's just there. It's just there. You know, the fact that I've remembered. Hey. 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 Who taught you that? Who taught you that? Anna means, who is this person? What has God used him to do? What has God used him to do? I must think of it. And bless him. Hallelujah. Holy are you Lord of creation called you Lord. Come on. this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon, opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gun, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 278 888-884 or 543 The numbers again 0278-888-884 or 543 God bless you.